9.48, you are with SAFM. And as I mentioned, KG will be up next at 10 o'clock with Seasons, bringing you fabulous music to take your Saturday morning into lunchtime. Now, the Johannesburg Contemporary Art Foundation, or JCAF, is one of those extraordinary jewels in Johannesburg. It is in the forest town area. It seems to be almost hidden. The space is open to the public, but it's open for free, but on a booking basis. You have to book your uh, place to go there. And it offers this amazing exhibition of both international and local artists and works. The current exhibition is called Liminal Identities in the Global South, and it features artists from across the Global South diaspora. I went to have a look and I spent the most brilliant morning there. The space is calm, it's quiet. Because you book, it's only you walking your way through, so COVID is no issue whatsoever. And you walk with a, a guide and get to really understand the works that you are seeing. It's, a, it's an extraordinary experience. So I spoke to Clive Kulner. He's the executive director of JCAF. And firstly, I asked him to explain what does the Global South mean? So Global South is a contested term. And the easiest analogy is BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. But that was an economic imperative. Um, Global South really looks at a north-south construct that developed historically uh, over decades. Uh, in simply put, the wealthy west uh, or north and the other which is the south. It's not exactly uh, necessarily just a geographic uh, context but it is a, more of a construct and it's become more of an affirmative term um, that really reaches from Latin America through Africa into places like India. And it links those countries um, as, a, as an idea around the common shared values, ideas, cultures, perspectives in relation to the North. But that has been shifting away more recently towards another kind of South, a positive South, a South which is emerging, which is becoming a vibrant voice in the, in the global arena. So what do we find in this particular space? So JCAF um, uses uh, an approach with a methodology of three focus areas. One is exhibitions, the second is research, and the third is technology. The primary activities are art exhibitions, and we curate them according to a theme. And the first theme is female identities in the Global South. So we do one exhibition a year over the three years. Last year we launched the foundation, this new art institution in Joburg. And there we had our first exhibition, uh, five contemporary women artists. This year, 221, we now focused on going back a little bit in time to 60s and 70s Latin America with artists from South Africa, always in our programming, linked to the African diaspora and what's called the MENA region, which is Middle East, North Africa. So we have an artist from Sudan, for example. So it's quite a rich tableau of women artists um, talking to two, two primary issues. The one is the question of cultural identity and cultural inclusivity and diversity. So South Africa at this particular historic moment is faced again with questions around race, uh, gender, um, difference, and quite a lot of political uh, machinations, but a lot of go things going on in culturally and politically which are proving to be quite divisive again for races. So we want to bring about exhibition program that talks to people and um, brings a shared value and shared experiences together. So we use the concept of anthropophagia that came out of Brazil, which is 
in its uh, simplest translation, cultural cannibalism, we prefer the term cultural assimilation. So Brazil in the 30s and 40s went through a similar decolonizing moment where they were wrestling with this question of what to do with the colonial past. And they chose a route which was came about by a, a thinker, scholar, poet, Walter Andre, who wrote the Manifesto Anthropophagia. And he was really saying that we should mix and take from the past that which is good for us and birth something new for a new modern society. And so there's really an opportunity for us to learn from others in the global south and have a perspective on the complex questions of identity and race in South Africa. So the exhibition um, really speaks to those issues around this concept of hybridity, Jane Alexander's work from South Africa. But there's so many examples. And then the second aspect was in curating, was thinking through um, the question of a world pandemic. And suddenly we faced with this overarching, large, complex question of a world pandemic, not from a, a medical or scientific or too didactic, but more from a po poetic, reflexive point of view. And the artworks, um, surprisingly enough, in all sorts of extraordinary ways, Ligia Clark's work with the masks and suits talk directly and indirectly to some of the complex questions around the pandemic. So, Clive, I mean, JCAF is sort of floats underneath mm. the radar in many ways. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the building and also um, how it operates differently to other museums or galleries. So JCAF birthed out of a vision that took several years. Uh, this building is a heritage building, provincial heritage site. It was an old um, tram substation, an electric substation. In the 1930s, the trams on Jansmats were brought into the building and repaired and fixed. So it is a beautiful history that was then used the substation, was derelict for over a decade, and we, uh, the trustees purchased the property and renovated it over three years. And then we launched last year, in 2020, this new institution. And the focus is really on producing knowledge from the Global South, producing knowledge from Johannesburg, from Africa. And in some sense, uh, certainly for local audience, but in time, I think, to make a contribution globally. So how we work differently in imagining the new model for the institution was to think uh, something different between a museum, which generally is publicly funded and run or supported by the state and has an art collection, and then a private gallery or commercial gallery which sells art. We situate ourselves somewhere in between. As something it's non-profit it's a trust um, it's for the public for free and all visitors have to do is book on our website and you choose a slot and you get the exhibition to yourself for yourself or friends family uh, up to five people uh, for each booking and we have a guided tour um, there are no exhibition text or wall labels in the exhibition it's to reinstall the idea of getting people looking and thinking and reflecting on art um, and then really positioning the artists and artworks at the center of the narrative. So the visitor experience is a very personalized one. All the staff meet you and welcome you when you arrive. You have a guided tour. We train students from the universities who will take you through the exhibition. And then the app is really the booking system, the digital booking system, the interactive touchscreen at the entrance, and then we've got an exhibition app that supports the viewer's experience with contextual information on the artists and artworks. And for good measure, we'll throw in a free catalogue for you when you visit and give that to you with pleasure and spend time getting to know you. And trust me, after two hours, you'll come out of here with a transformed and changed perspective on things. 
Finally, you talk about a transformed uh, perspective. I'm thinking about the fact that you have a, an astrophysicist who comes yeah. here often. Yes. Now, why is it important for those kinds of cross-sectoral engagements to take place? So, so surprisingly, um, we have an extraordinary range of uh, visitors from a spectrum and diversity of um, cultures, inputs, genders, all kinds of things. But um, some very interesting, just to mention the one or two, the astrophysicist who returns for each exhibition and has actually taught us things um, through his eyes and the way he interprets and sees art. And also developed relationships with some of the artists over time. The other one is um, a gentleman who in his childhood was a gangster and has become a farmer and does hydroponic farming for one of the big brand companies. So uh, it's constantly changing perceptions, really fascinating to, to meet each person individually and actually to learn from them. Every viewer brings something to the experience and exhibition. And then the art talks back to them and they, they, they really um, start to, one woman was crying viewing one of the, the video rooms and it just came back into the exhibition to spend time. So it's been a very, very fulfilling and rewarding experience. It was going to be my last question, but I think that there is one more that needs to be asked. If we look at what is currently going on with regards to our heritage sites, we've, we've heard of the apartheid museums, current closure, Lilith Leaf we know is closed, the Nelson Mandela House in Soweto, the list goes on. How important is it and how important do you feel organizations like this particular space can be to support it? So I think it's something we, we thought from the outset. We don't want to exist in a vacuum or outside of, um, alongside other institutions in Johannesburg and in the country. So, of course, COVID has had a very big impact on museums uh, around the world, actually. So impact on revenue, on staff, on the ability to continue doing business, etc. And that's really had a very negative. Uh, one hopes and is an expectation that that will produce something very beneficial in the long term, that there will be kind of a reprioritizing of what is important and, and getting back to, call it some of the basics, although some of that involves going online with digital technologies to reach new audiences. Um, so I think there's lessons to be learned and opportunities from these very dire situations. And actually, one could come out stronger. Um, so I think um, we see our role in that way is also contributing not just to knowledge production, exhibitions to support, but long-term civic society, that these kind of institutions, your museums, your NGOs, the, they're part of the, the backbone, the spine of your civic society. And they're very important in social cohesion, all these kind of terms that we hear, but a very important in bonding society. So I think we have a role to play in that going forward. That's Clive Kulner, the Executive Director of the Johannesburg Contemporary Art Foundation, or JCAF. You can go online and uh, book a viewing of the artworks and, as I say, some extraordinary artworks. The website is www.jcaf.org.za, www.jcaf.org.za. I must note that we had an extraordinary walkabout with uh, uh, Bulalumko Mbete. Bulumko Mbete, she's the program associate at JCAF, and she spent uh, quite a bit of time studying in Brazil. And um, whilst I can't play that interview owing to time, she, she had some fascinating insights as well about what it meant for us to be looking at those kinds of artworks. Excellent, excellent artworks from around the world and uh, giving us a different way to think of things. Tomorrow, our guest presenter is Lorenzo Davids. He is the CEO of the Development Impact.